Like sands through the black water, so are the days of our Milton. And now, another episode of City Council Melodrama Theater. First question I have, did you consult with or discuss with any city staff, member of any member of the city council or anyone else on the drafting of the content, contents of this proposal? In what, in what regard? regard? No, 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 in, in what, what regard, regard do you mean consulting? consulting? Like, uh, like, like what, what's, what's the, the when you say consulting, what do you want to do? Well, I'll, let me rephrase it then. Did you talk with or discuss with any city staff or any member of the Milton City Council or anyone else on the drafting of the con contents of this proposal? I couldn't even I tell you. Tell you. I, uh, I, asked I asked certain council, council members, members that, would that would actually talk, talk with me and respond to my phone, phone calls. calls. What, what the, the meaning, meaning of, of their, their discussion, discussion was, was at that, that meeting. meeting. I would have I talked to you, to you too if you responded to my phone calls. calls. Well, who did you discuss it with is what I'm trying to determine. Any, Any council, council member, member that, that would respond, respond to, me. to me. Well, which council members responded to you? Can you answer I can't that? Give you a list off, I can't give you a list off the top of my head. I did my best to consult with all of them. Okay. That's right. Let me go to my second question. All right. First of all, Yes, I know the uh, version of the audio that is coming from uh, Alex Andrade, who is operating in his capacity as the city attorney for the city of Milton, is terrible. He was on a Zoom call, and you know somehow we got basically <laughs> Alex, 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 talking, talking, talking on on the mic, mic. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's just it just is. You can't solve it. Um, the person he's talking to is uh, City Council Member Mike Cusack. Ah, uh, Mike Cusack and Alex Andrade, old pals. Uh, <laughs> really cannot stand each other and based on that comment i wonder if um mike cusack has also blocked alex andrade just like the mayor heather Lindsay, who was not in attendance at this meeting i actually thought maybe this meeting would go well because um the mayor wasn't there and she has been the source of so much drama but of course if mike cusack is there now rest assured there will be issues especially if alex is involved so the issue here is you know, scott collins the hokey pokey city manager um is now out okay officially forever and um, they had to, you know, find somebody to take over the helm because things were not going well. And so Randy Jorgensen, the former city city manager, had offered to come back out of retirement and do something on an interim basis, maybe for six months, until they can find, God bless them if they can, somebody who's willing to actually do this job. And Mike Cusack, longtime opponent of Randy Jorgensen, along with, you know, uh, Marilyn Farrow is the other person who's always like the 6-2 votes, 5-2 votes, always the two of them together. Um, Cusack doesn't want that to happen because he's aligned with the Pitchfork Posse and they don't want the wastewater treatment plan to happen. And Randy is the architect sort of of the wastewater treatment plan. And so they want to do anything to thwart that. And they think that thwarting Randy will thwart that. And so, okay. Also in the mix, Mike Cusack and Alex Andrade <laughs> despise each other. Um, and for... Because when the negotiating power was given by the city council, there was a disagreement about who held it. I thought it was Alex Andrade. Mike Cusack thought that it was him. Scott Collins was confused. That led to all this drama that meant that the first round of negotiations to hire Scott the first time blew up. They tried to, uh, the mayor tried to get uh, Alex Andrade fired over this. I thought very inappropriately. The clerk of the court, Don Monero, actually did get fired over this. 
And uh, nothing really happened to Mike Cusack, even though, in my opinion, and I say that, I'm trying to say that more often these days, you know, what I know and what, what is my opinion. My opinion is he was the one most primarily responsible for blowing up that deal through his own arrogance, largely. Um, and his unwillingness to uh, recognize his role in the process and also work with Alex Andrade. Okay, so flash forward to this week. You've got a preliminary conversation between Alex Andrade and Randy Jorgensen about becoming the city manager again. And Alex comes back with a, hey, if we offer these terms, he'll take them. But, of course, it's up to you whether to offer these terms. Here's the contract. And Mike Cusack is playing aspiring young litigator, (laughs) asking Alex questions about who'd you talk to? And Alex is like, well, I talked to anybody who would talk to me. You wouldn't talk to me, so I didn't talk to you. So you had no conversation with Mr. Jorgensen about the terms of the contract then. Is that correct? No, obviously obviously I discussed discussed with Mr. Jorgensen and determined if he'd accept the contract. Because the question of did you negotiate? Were you negotiating? Because, you know, that had been the issue before. And Alex even said, I didn't want to be accused of negotiating. (laughs) So I didn't negotiate. Okay. How else would I how else would I know to share that with y'all? I understand what you're saying, but you in your emails you said I have not negotiated with Mr. Jorgensen. I have not offered him anything or committed to anything. I drafted Correct. a contract that That's I y'all's y'all's decision. with your let me finish with your discussed intent and have and have confirmed that Mr. Jorgensen would accept this contract if you decide to agree to the terms. Y'all are, Y'all discussing, are discussing this evening, evening an offer to Mr. Mr. Jorgensen. Jorgensen. I'm, I'm relaying that I know that, that he would accept this because, because he confirmed he would accept this. Y'all are, Y'all discussing, are discussing a contract, contract tonight, tonight to either ratify or modify, or modify as an as offer an to Mr. Mr. Jorgensen. Jorgensen. Yeah, it's very simple. But keep in mind that what Mike Cusack's goal, my interpretation, is he wants to thwart Randy Jorgensen coming back, even a little, and he wants to thwart the wastewater treatment plan, apparently, and he wants to make Alex Andrade look bad if he can. And he's still got really hurt feelings over the whole thing from from before. So that's all in the mix here. Okay. So he comes back and he says, well, who made the decision to offer him a contract as a, a, con- as a 1099, an independent contractor, instead of as a real employee? Why did you make that decision? <laughs> okay, here goes. Let me ask my second question. Um, and this is for, I think, counsel would, from their input as well. From what I understand, when I understood, a contract proposal was to hire Mr. Jorgensen as an interim employee, but why now as an independent contractor? From what I recall from the special counsel meeting on February 16th of this year, recommendation on filling the position as an independent contractor or management consultant was not discussed or agreed to. The motion was made and second to hire an interim manager as a temporary employee. So I'm just saying, who made the decision to change that motion? So you get what he's getting at here is that, you know, he thought they were hiring Randy back as an employee, but the contract is for him as an independent contractor. And he says, why did we make that decision? Who made, did you make that decision? Are you acting on your own authority? To which Alex is going to explain, but you get this is better for us, right? That was originally made. This is is for the city's city's benefit, benefit. Councilman Councilman Cusack. If he's if deemed he's an, employee, an employee, you are on the hook, on the hook for, salary for salary and benefits. And benefits. When the determination, when the determination was, made was made that it was, going, it was going to be for a blank, blank payment, payment without any benefits, benefits. that was an that indication, was indication that he was, that going, he was going, going to be hired, hired or, 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 or contracted, contracted with, with in this, in this capacity. capacity. Again, 
if they hire him as a 1099, if you've ever worked as an independent contractor, you know that it kind of sucks because you pay all of the FICA taxes. You don't get to split them with your employer and you don't get any benefits. You just get a paycheck. So it's way better for the city to hire him as an independent contractor. It's way worse for Randy for them to hire him as an independent contractor, which is why Alex is explaining to Mike Cusack, you know, the thing that you're upset about is actually better for the city, though, right? Backdrop is that Mike Cusack is always claiming to be this, like, business world expert that knows how to run companies and has hired and fired people and understands these things, and he always gets his feathers ruffled whenever anything in that direction comes up. So he goes back to the question. So, but do you understand the motion was that to hire as a temporary employee? Well, Councilman well, Cusack, when, when you said employee, Councilman Cusack, Councilman Cusack, when 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 you hear employer, are you talking about the legal definition of employee, or are you talking about fulfilling the services as a city manager? I'm very familiar with 1099 employees because I've had them in my corporate world, so I'm just trying to figure out why we changed the the language. So, so you understand that this would be better for the city to draft it as I did in this contract. No, I don't understand that, unfortunately, because we asked for no benefits at this time, and it turns into a, con a consulting contract. That, I mean, uh, yeah, okay. You're not liable for taxes or benefits with this structure. Okay, well, let me ask another question. <laughs> so Jeff Snow and I think it was Sherry Sebastio, or, or, or maybe it was um, uh, Roxanne Meese, I couldn't quite catch who the other voice was, were kind of explaining it to him. Yeah, man, because we don't have to pay benefits or, you know, taxes on on this. You, you get that right? It's better for us. It's so shush. <laughs> so, it, this is just remember what I always say about Days of Our Milton. How many acts in the play? Always more than one. In this case, there's three. This is the setup. This is the backdrop. This is kind of the boring stuff before we get to the um the really exciting stuff because, um, I just. One of the things that really Milton suffers from the most right now, and it's not the city per se, it's the city council operations, really. It just suffers from, it's like Festivus every day. It's the airing of grievances or the airing of the cover-up for the grievances or the grievances are shaping everything that we're talking about. And that's, you know, people who kind of, won't just sort of see reason and won't back down and are always kind of finding a flaw and a problem and everything becomes this big fight. You know, it's unhealthy relationship, right, among people, some of whom really, really, really dislike each other. Um, by the way, one of the things that's going to come up here is um, Mike Cusack is going to raise the objection that, okay, well, he's supposed to start on the 29th yesterday, and if we start him on the 29th at $12,000 a month, What's to prevent him from filing for a $12,000 paycheck after one day? I mean, that's part of the calendar month of February. <laughs> to which Alex is like, uh, that's not how that works. That's not what he's going to do. Nobody in their right mind believes that would happen. And by the way, if he did try to take advantage of the city that way, they could always just terminate the contract, right? I mean, it's crazy time thinking about this. But in the context of talking about that, again, Mike, you going to come back to this issue of, well, I know about 1099s and I know how to run a business. And, you know, how dare you try to tell me? Because in my, get this, 45 years of running businesses, he's done it three times, the 1099 thing, the thing that he apparently does not understand. 
I don't know, Alex, I don't know how many 1099 contracts you've executed or reviewed in, you know, in your work career. I've done a lot. And uh, he's trying to kind of cast shade on Alex's youth and inexperience, right? I'd say not a lot. I'll say seven to eight in my 40 plus years of work. <laughs> so um, I just, uh, we're leaving ourselves open. A liability here. Yeah, it was really the audio wasn't working right there. He's just explaining back to him that it's not, you know, $12,000 for one day of work in the calendar month of February. It's per beginning to end period. Anyway, um, it, you know, I've done a lot of these things. I've done six or seven of them in my 40 plus years. So, you know, every six or seven years I have to deal with this issue. So I'm really an expert about it. Okay. So, um, some of the other things that are going to happen are going to be less uh, pleasant than that, but that's kind of the tone setter is, like I said, uh, Councilman Cusack grilling, trying to be the litigator, asking him on cross-examination, like uh, trying to trip him up to show you how he took too much authority and isn't doing his job properly. And do remember that all of this comes against the backdrop of Heather Lindsay called a special meeting and then canceled it and called another special meeting to try to get Alex fired. And then after all of the drama seemed to have been subsiding, uh, wrote an ethics complaint or not a, a um, professional violation complaint to the Florida bar about Alex, to which they said, this looks like politics to us. And you as a lawyer should know this is not the venue for that. It's not an appropriate use of policy. Denied. So there's drama, and um, I almost feel like we're beating a dead horse a little bit on this now, but, you know, Scott Collins came in promising to get rid of this segment, and I would say that at this point, there's a um, there is a 0% chance <laughs> that this segment is going to go away. 524 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Is another 2008 financial crisis looming? This is Kevin Demerit for Lear Capital. Just listen to the news. Numbers don't lie. Personal debt is at record highs. Corporate bankruptcies are soaring. Just the interest on our debt will hit a trillion dollars this year. Then you have central banks buying record amounts of gold to protect their own assets. They see what's coming and it's a no-brainer. Maybe it's time for you to do the same. Move some of your paper assets into gold because they can't print more gold. It's easy to buy, easy to sell, and it's never been worth zero. Folks, Kevin Demerit has been spot on about the economy and gold. Call Lear Capital today at 1-800-927-2400 for your free gold investor kit and their 2024 special report, Rising Debt, Rising Gold. Tell them Kevin sent you and you'll also get free shipping on your first order. Call 1-800-927-2400. That's 1-800-927-2400. 1-800-927-2400. What's fun and happening in Pensacola? You'll find out as the City of Pensacola Parks and Recreation Department talks about it here on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Join us today as we detail what's going on in your City Parks and Resource Center. The Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 923 and AM 1620. Text or call with your questions 850 437 1620. Are you a fan of all things Florida? Then the Fresh from Florida Club should be on your menu. Search and save your favorite recipes, create custom menus, and get all your cooking questions answered by me, Florida's culinary ambassador, Chef Justin, for free. It's easy to sign up, and best of all, you'll be supporting Florida's farmers, ranchers, and fishermen. Join today at freshfromflorida.com. 
A message from the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this station. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Start your mornings off informed with all things Pensacola on the Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. I'm Hans. And I'm Franz, and we, we just, just want, want to pop. pop. You are. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Good morning, 527 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David? Well, President Biden is inviting former President Trump to join him in Congress to help pass the border bill uh, that they've been working on. The two made visits uh, to the southern border yesterday as the issue of immigration is Heating up across both parties. That big wildfire in Texas has now claimed two lives since it started Monday north of Amarillo. And yesterday, the fire spread into Oklahoma. Uh, It's burned over 30,000 acres there as of last night. And uh, let me ask you guys a question. You get back from Taco Bell or Chick-fil-A or wherever, and you've got all these... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I thought you were going Mexican on me, and now we're like mixing genres. Well, where, wherever so. you know, where, Got it. whatever I, I, restaurant I you've it gone on the wrong to. situation. Go ahead, right. I'm with you now. Right, or whatever restaurant you've gone to, you get home, you've got all the, you've told them at the drive-through extra sauce. So you get home, you've got all these packets. <laughs> do you keep the packets, or do you toss them when you're done with your meal? Oh yeah, I am a keeper, I, definitely a keeper. But, so you've got like but, a drawer. But I'm basically or an area. a keeper. Oh yeah, yeah. there's a drawer in, in the fridge for ones I think probably need refrigerating. And in the drawer for ones like the Taco Bell, you know, uh, salsa, uh, sauces that do not need refrigerated. Gotcha. Well, then this message is for you from Chick-fil-A. Uh, they are telling people that if they've kept any of their Polynesian dipping sauces be, uh, between February 14th to February 27th, you should throw them in the trash. They say there's some type of an allergy concern with them. Uh, so there's that. The Polynesian dipping sauces. If you've got any of those in your sauce drawer, your sauce stash... Toss them. But what if I don't have any allergies? Well, then I guess you're okay to keep them. I don't know. That seems a bit I'm much. just the, messen- I'm just the messenger mean, here. They're wanting me to sweep all like all of the sauce packets that I've so carefully hoarded. Well, only for, the Polynesian. For, but, but still, if that's my packet of choice. Well, that's true. That and, could be problematic. I mean, who are they yeah. to just tell all of us people without allergies to get rid of it? I mean, why not say if you have allergies? Hmm. Well, that's... <laughs> Let me write my people at Chick-fil-A, and we'll see if we can get this message amended. <laughs> David, thanks so much for the update. 5.30 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Oh, man. Hey, um, last night, a uh, journalist and a former writer at the New York Times was here in town, and he gave a presentation for the UWF Downtown Lecture Series. We talked to him, Alex Berenson, uh, we talked to him beforehand. It was really interesting because he has been a victim of platform, deplatforming. 
and uh, very timely given all the stuff with the Supreme Court that we've been talking about all this week. Husband President Biden and former President Trump at the border in Texas Thursday, several hundred miles apart, each blaming the other for the surge of illegal immigration. Trump telling Fox's Hannity afterward. It's the worst border ever in the history of the world. There's never been a border where 15, 16, maybe 18 million people have already crossed. Biden criticizing Republicans for killing a border security bill. Here's what I would say to Mr. Trump. Instead of playing politics with this issue, instead of telling members of Congress to block this legislation, join me. Or I'll join you in telling the Congress to pass this bipartisan border security bill. We can do it together. Republicans say the president can secure the border by issuing an executive order. And Congress approves a short-term extension that averts a government shutdown through March 22nd. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 531 at News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. It is 56 degrees. Some showers across the area this morning. It's life in prison for a Pensacola man found guilty of fatally shooting a man back in 2021. 24-year-old Carrick Teamer was convicted on second-degree murder charges yesterday. Prosecutors say Teamer was the gunman that shot and killed Joe Bryant Jr. in May of 2021. Deputies at the scene discovered parts of a vehicle that investigators say is linked to Teamer. They also linked him to the crime scene by his phone's GPS location. Teamer has now been in the Escambia County Jail since June of 2021. Looks like Pensacola firefighters are going to take home a little bit more money. The city council recently approving a new contract to increase starting salaries for the city fire department from $32,501 to $43,000 per year. There's also raises for lieutenants and captains. Firefighters that are currently making less than this new minimum will be given either a 12% raise or the new minimum, whichever is higher. Under the new contract, firefighters will also receive increased incentives for certifications and a higher uniform allowance. Also, uh, they approved some raises, some future raises, 7% in 2025 and 2% in 2026. The Escambia Sheriff's Office discussing their plans to keep Pensacola Beach safe for spring break. Deputies say they're in spring break mode pretty much the entirety of March through the first couple weeks of April. What we want people to know that might be coming here is that we're not going to tolerate underage drinking. We're not going to tolerate drinking and driving. We're not going to tolerate fighting and, and you know just the loss of control at the beach. Sheriff Chip Simmons says they'll be using a combination of officers from various units within the sheriff's office. That includes school resource officers, bike patrol, community police, and cadets. Uh, the SRIA will also help supplement uh, manpower with off-duty deputies. If uh, you're out at the beach, you'll likely see marked and unmarked vehicles, bicycles, ATVs, and even uh, the beach truck or the Jeep out there. State Representative Michelle Salzman hosting a community outreach event later this month on Saturday, March 16th. That'll be at the Marcus Point Baptist Church. 30,000 pounds of fresh food will be available for giveaway as well as uh, 100 different car seats. The event will be a drive-through for food with a designated space for walk-up and a separate space for people to pick up car seats. Cars may line up uh, earlier than 7 a.m. The first 100 families are guaranteed to receive food. If you're interested in a car seat, uh, it'll be one 
car seat per vehicle. And uh, you have to email michelle.salzman at myfloridahouse.gov with car seat request as the subject of that email. Uh, The Florida House of Representatives advanced a bill that restricts unsheltered residents from sleeping and camping on public property. Bill sponsor Representative Sam Garrison says Florida has the second highest number of uh, unhoused people in the country, 12,000. We're not going to have our public libraries. We're not going to have our city halls. We're not going to have our public roadways. Everything from the sidewalks across the street turned into de facto homeless camps. We're just not going to have that. So all options are on the table. Um, so long as the status quo is not an option. And the bill requires local governments to provide shelters or campsites to house the homeless that meet specific standards, such as security, sanitation, and behavioral health services. If that's passed on the third reading, that new legislation would go into effect in October. It is 535. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 forecast this morning. We are going to be seeing a wet day today. 90% chance of showers with a few thunderstorms possible. High today near 67 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 61. Showers will slowly come to an end as we go overnight with a small chance of rain Saturday morning. High on Saturday near 72 degrees. Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 60 degrees. For Sunday, high near 72 with a small chance of a stray shower. Sunday night, temperatures dropping near 61. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now, we've got 56 in Pensacola, 54 in Gulf Breeze, and 54 in Milton. Our next news at 6, breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne for News Radio 92.3. News Radio Pensacola has you covered no matter where you are or how you like to listen. Tune into our frequencies on 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, and AM 1620 for the latest breaking news, local updates, and in-depth analysis. Can't be near a radio? No problem. Stream us live on our website or through our convenient app. Available for download on your mobile device. Plus, with our smart device integration, you can ask your virtual assistant to play News Radio 92.3 and we'll be right there with you. It's News Radio Pensacola. Join Stefan Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College for Boat Smart on the Pensacola Expert Panel today at 10 a.m. Key Marine sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. Have a boating question for Stefan? Then give us a call at 437-1620. It's a dream team, so join them today at 10 a.m. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. You love your car or truck, right? We love it too. This is Mike Ryan at Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories. For a cooler summer and protections from harmful UV rays, we'll tint the windows. For safety and security, we have alarms, backup cameras, and dash cams. And for the most beautiful vehicle on the block, our full detailing service will make it look brand new. We have so many custom accessories, it's impossible to list them all here. So come see us at Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories on Industrial Boulevard at W Street, just north of Marcus Point Baptist Church. Spring is a great time of the year for gardening, whether it's fertilizing the lawn, pruning, planting shrubs, and summer blooming plants, and of course, tending to that vegetable garden. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got spring gardening questions, we've got answers on the News Radio Garden Line every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesday, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. It's sponsored by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, and Barnes Feed Store. Pensacola right now with Joe and Austin. 4 to 7 on News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable.
38 here on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Happy Friday. It's March. We got through that terrible, horrible, weird extra day, <laughs> February 29th, that really should be a national holiday, don't you think? I mean, I don't know why they think they can just get an extra free day of work out of us, you know? Just saying. Uh, and plus, who doesn't love a once every four years holiday? I mean, just let's make it a holiday. Say nobody should work out on that day. We can celebrate the people who were born that day, the two of them. I mean, seriously, like Tony Robbins and Ja Rule are the only famous people ever born on February 29th. It's kind of funny. Uh, yesterday, like I said a moment ago, we had a chance to talk to Alex Berenson. He is a former reporter at the New York Times and uh, a victim of deplatforming and shadow banning uh, because of things that he said online. And he'll tell us all about that. He was a speaker here in town for the UWF Lecture Series, Downtown Lecture Series, last night. Uh, Alex, welcome to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So for folks who you know may not be aware, there's this great lecture series that brings in all these interesting speakers and talks about matters of public import. You are the speaker tonight. Um, tell us what to expect if we come, because I'm fascinated by the topic. I can't wait to watch the uh, the presentation and the discussion. Sure. So um, uh, as as you know, as I think everybody knows at this point, uh, social media is. Um, uh, social media companies like like Twitter or Facebook, um, I guess it's now X, but they're mm-hmm. so-called so Twitter, are allowed essentially to do whatever they want on their websites and apps. Um, they can ban people. They can strike. Uh, they can strike whatever posts they like. They can append notes. Um, and they can do all this without any fear of any legal repercussions. And that's largely due to a federal law that was passed about almost 30 years ago now called Section 2. uh, Well, it's called the Communications Decency Act. The relevant part of it is called Section 230. And Section 230, um, these companies love because it essentially says, on the one hand, they're publishers. They control uh, their sites. Okay, that's fine. But on the other hand, they don't have any um, liability for anything anyone posts. Okay, which also kind of makes sense because, you know, there's a trillion posts on Facebook a a day or whatever it is, and there's no way Facebook can keep track of what somebody's saying about, you know, his ex-girlfriend or what some, (laughs) you know, somebody's saying about Israel versus Palestine or whatever whatever it may be, okay? So so the companies don't really have the ability to, to track that. And so... They the the law was sort of written with good intention so that we could have a you know a freewheeling internet and the companies wouldn't be stuck um, uh, getting sued for for anything anybody said. But the way it has turned out is that the companies convinced courts that yes they should have that protection, but they should also be essentially immune from any decisions they made about let's say banning people. Right. Um, and so and so in 2021, Twitter banned me. I became a controversial figure um, in 2020 and 2021 because of uh, my views first about the lockdowns, which I live, you know, I'm from New York. I, I live in New York State. Um, New York was pretty heavily locked down. I didn't like that. And I, you know, and I argued against it. And then in 2021, when the mRNA vaccines came out, um, you know, I thought there were some problems with them and their long term uh, viability, which, you know, a lot of which I think has turned out to be the case. Um, you know, we can argue about that, but that's not what this talk is about. And Twitter, um, Twitter at the time had been known, Twitter once called itself the free speech wing of the free speech party. That's how much they were committed to free speech. Right. And Twitter still had some feelings like that in 2020 and actually encouraged me. A, a Twitter executive contacted me in 2020 and actually encouraged me to speak. And so, 
so I, I, I got to have a pretty big audience. I was on Tucker Carlson a lot. I, you know, I, I became known as somebody who was, who was speaking out on this stuff in a way that the establishment didn't like. And in 2021, when the vaccines became really controversial, um, Twitter started to come under increasing pressure from the White House itself and actually later from uh, a senior Pfizer official um, uh, about me. And ultimately, Twitter buckled to that pressure and banned me. And, um, and, and that was wrong. Okay, they shouldn't have done that. I wasn't doing anything wrong. But even, frankly, if I had been lying, the First Amendment protects people's speech in the United States. And, and these companies, they are not public entities. We know that. But they have tremendous power over free speech. They are or over speech in general. They are they are the modern public square, and that comes with some obligations as well as some rights. And so, you know, that's what this talk is all about tonight. I mean, I'm not going to give you the whole lecture. I've already talked for too long to right now, and I appreciate it. But, well, um, I, I, I can hear but, the pa- – I mean, but, obviously – we're in a very important moment. Yeah, and having gone okay. through it, I can hear the passion in your voice, and rightly so. And as you say, the, the, the one thing we 100% agree on is that uh, regardless of the viewpoint, the right to express it in what I agree has become the modern public square, the – the place where we all go most frequently to use our First Amendment free speech rights, that's the place where you should be allowed to speak. And I go farther. I side with the Florida law that says not just the right to speak, but the right to be heard, that they shouldn't be impairing other people's ability to see your posts on the feed. Now, I don't think that the person with three followers should get the same reach as the person with a million. But if you've got a million followers and, you know, you know, only 500 of them are actually able to see your post routinely, that's a real problem for inhibition of speech. That's what, of course, that the Supreme Court was arguing on Monday or hearing the arguments on Monday. Uh, you know, and we've been talking about this actually all day, that particular case. So I'm very looking forward to the conversation tonight and the questions you're likely to get. And uh, so, Alex, what a perfectly timely thing to have happen to come to town today. Again, uh, he is an author and a former New York Times reporter, a, a big advocate of First Amendment principles. Uh, Alex, I was encouraged by the Supreme Court oral arguments in a couple of ways. It seemed to me like the justices were inclined to support the requirement that a person would be able to be on the platform and also the requirement that people's posts would be able to be kept available on the platform if you go to find them. Where the justices seemed squishy to me was on the question of whether content moderation, feed, algorithm, all of that would mean that they have the right to present or curate your information to other people according to their desires, and in that way they can't be regulated But I was also encouraged to hear the justices clearly make the case, as you just did, that the more you lean on free speech protection as a private entity, the more you forfeit the Section 230 protection for the consequences of the things that you curate, right? Um, So, so, yeah, I mean, look, I think it is interesting, right, because, you know, in in my lawsuit against Twitter, we made the argument that these are common carriers, like phone companies. And in some ways they are, and in some ways they aren't, right? Because they do have these algorithms that determine that, you know, we're going to essentially push somebody's posts harder for whatever reason. I think there is an easier solution to this than the companies admit, though, which is this. When you sign up for Facebook or, or, you know, or X or whatever, you should be given the option of having a very simple feed, which essentially would just be the people you follow presenting in order of time. Okay. Uh, 100% and they agree. Won't touch it. And that, and that should be the default. And if you say to them, hey, you know what, this is, I, I'm getting 83 things from my, my uncle 
BART every day and I don't want that, I'm going to let you curate my feed. You should be able to opt into that if you want. The companies don't like that because their algorithms are really good at driving engagement. And right. Engagement means eyeballs, and eyeballs means money for them. But you know what? If they're going to have this protection, they should give you the option of that. Okay? And that, that to me, is a, is a fairly simple answer. Now, people on the left say, oh, well, then there'll be all these Nazis on Twitter. Let me tell you, Twitter is a cesspool as it is. It's okay? not a clean place There's to begin with. That's right, yeah. That, that's right. So who, so who really cares if, if you do it this way? then everybody has a choice. I'm going to either get, you know, just a totally uh, true free speech public square, or I'm going to get something that's more curated. And, and that to me seems like a reasonable compromise. So I don't I agree. think that this is impossible. Um, I just, I just think that, you know, the companies have had it both ways now for 20 years and they don't want to go back. Yeah. It's a very minimalist solution to give you the opt in to, as you say, give me the things I follow in time preference period or their algorithm of choice. See, I think if they were smart, I think they would offer, now, of course, they're very smart about making the money, which is why they do it the way they're doing it. But if they were smart from a customer service perspective, they would give you alternatives for how to structure your feed so that you could really cultivate it and give you the things that you want to have. In fact, my thought was I actually thought that you know somebody might come along and force folks like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, to force them to... Um, separate like have a vertical monopolistic separation from their algorithm and i view a world in which you could have sort of third-party vendors coming in and providing algorithms for you like you could uh, acquire the conservative news algorithm or the liberal news algorithm or the i'm interested in germany algorithm and you know let your content be curated for you by these third-party vendors which again as you say that's contrary to their whole business model but i would love to see that kind of a world then they'd truly be more like common carriers, and I can guarantee you they, they will fight that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. Um, well, Alex, I, I, I hate to cut you off because we're totally out of time up against the news break at the bottom of the hour. But, again, Alex Berenstein is an author and a former New York Times reporter. He'll be speaking tonight at the Museum of Commerce. No charge. Okay, somebody asked me. There's no charge for this. Uh, reporting on the new censorship, how to stop the Internet from killing free speech. Himself a victim of Internet uh, deplatforming and shadow banning. Uh, and he'll be talking about all that. To Alex, nice to meet you. Welcome to Pensacola. Enjoy yourself while you're here and have a great speech and uh, discussion tonight. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And so yesterday, just to be clear, this was a recording from yesterday. So there is no speech tonight. Don't go to the Museum of Commerce. I mean, feel free to go to the Museum of Commerce. It just... Don't go expecting to hear this particular talk. And uh, when the video link is available from UWF, we'll share it on our website so you can watch the speech for yourself if you didn't get a chance to go. I did not get a chance to go. Thursdays are terrible for me. Um, so for a variety of reasons, mostly writing of transgressors, which takes 53 hours. Uh, some exaggeration, but not much. Uh, so anyway, I, I assume it was a very interesting speech, and I'm really looking forward to uh, to watching it for myself. 437-1620, that is my phone number. Very interesting suggestions, by the way, too, on how they, the platforms could make things Obviously, a little bit more convenient for the rest of us who want to use them, just don't want to necessarily use them their way. If you have a lawn that in the summer you want to be green and lush and wonderful, and every year you want it to be green and lush and wonderful, and then July comes, you're like, what happened? Well, what happened is you did the same thing you did the last year and the year before that and the year before that. And if you do the same thing again and again, you're going to get the same result again and again. They call that science. Um, so instead, if you want to get a different result, you got to do a different thing. Call Insec. Have them come out, take a look at your lawn now. Have them see what needs to be done now to set you up for success in the summer. So you want to get your lawn what it needs, when it needs it, on a timed, programmed, targeted approach unique to your lawn. 
uh, with a free lawn estimate uh, and analysis. The initial soil sample indicates the amendments needed. You get you get a plan for your lawn. You get nutrient applications with each standard service visit, along with seasonal pre-emergent weed control, broadleaf and grassy weed control, turf damaging insect control, and fungicide applications over a period of eight annual treatments. You also get the Healthy Lawn Program, which offers you a healthy landscape program for tree and shrub care, aeration, grass plugs, and even recommended grass types. Sign up today. The first lawn application is free with any new annual lawn service. That includes initial soil sample, lime treatment on an average size lawn. For more information or to sign up, visit nsec.net. The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like CMEX Materials, GE Wind Energy, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. Physical activity can make your life better. Spring is a great time to begin reaching your movement goals. The Florida Department of Health in Santa Rosa County is celebrating National Minority Health Month and promoting breastfeeding for all babies by holding the All Moms, All Babies One Mile Color Walk or Run on April 13th. This free family fun event will be held at the Baghdad Mills Site Park beginning at 10 a.m. Call 850-983-5250 to pre-register or for more information. Visit health.gov slash move your way for tips on how to get active. Advertising, marketing, digital marketing. These are all words you hear a lot about in today's world, but what do they mean? How do you get started? You can start by tuning into the Pensacola Expert Panel this Monday at 10.30 a.m. Join me, Lexi Mendoza, and I'll show you how to navigate the fast-growing landscape of digital advertising this Monday at 10.30 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 and AM 1620. Text or call with your questions, 850-437-1620. The Dave Ramsey Show, weeknights 7 to 10, before WEAR TV News on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Morning, 5:53 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. By the way, we don't talk about this a lot, but you can listen to us in several different places. 95.3 in the northern, basically north of Nine Mile in Escambia County, is an additional signal we have to cover people who live up there because the 92.3 doesn't go as far up there. Um, that also goes in somewhere, uh, some in Santa Rosa County. AM 1620 is still operational. That was our original base signal. Uh, 98.7 on your digital radio on channel 3. Uh, online, of course, you can go to our website, newsradio923.com, and stream us there. You can also download the News Radio app. Go f- look for News Radio Pensacola in your app store and uh, lots of other options. By the way, the app is super, super easy to use and uh, functional and convenient. It gets you direct access to podcasts. And if you're listening to a podcast, it'll pause it for you so you can listen on and go. I mean, just all kinds of stuff. Anyway, so lots of opportunities to listen to us all over the place. Uh, David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David? 
Well, that giant wildfire in Texas has now claimed two lives. It started Monday north of Amarillo, and now it's spread into Oklahoma, where they say it's burned over 30,000 acres. The uh, latest inflation report uh, is in line with expectations for last month. The Personal Consumption Expenditures Price Index, uh, excluding food and energy costs, increased 4% in January. Boy, that's a lot. Uh, and uh, it's in- Is that 4%? That's year over year, though, right? That's not one month increase. Uh, that is a year over year. No, I was just saying that's a lot. As in, that was a mouthful for the oh. whole, <laughs> the whole phraseology of it. There, I got you. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, increasingly looking unlikely that HBO Discovery's Coyote versus Acme is going to be released. Apparently, uh, uh, I thought they were gonna do it, uh, like, like they were gonna kill it. And then they were going to do it. Now they're going to kill it again? That's what they're saying. Uh, Will Forte posted on X with, with his thoughts on it. Uh, he said, it looks like no one will ever get to see the film, which uh, he he says the movie is incredible, and he's very frustrated about that. This this is all part of that. We think it looks we're gonna, good. We think we're going to lose money, so we take it as a loss instead of releasing the product. Which Just is a release whole, it. I don't, get, I don't get it. I'm sure there's math behind that that makes sense, but... Yeah, it's frustrating when you make a product. Although I will say, okay, and now Will Forte is one I would sort of trust to be able to, you know, shepherd a project like that maybe. Um, but the, um, uh, the, the, the the concern I have is, have you ever watched any of the newer Looney Tunes? Like, I didn't know they the were still were made in the last like 10 years, 15 years. They've made Looney Tunes in the last yeah, 15 years? They're terrible. I can't imagine they'd be worth They are watching. atrocious. They are, it's, it's an insult to the category. And uh, so... Based on that and the general, uh, I'm going to say it, dubiosity. I know it's not a word. Uh, but dubiousness, anyway, uh, of remakes and updates that are generally terrible, there is a part of me that thinks, eh, maybe just leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> there is that part they of just, me. They don't do cartoons right anymore. You know, you can find original cartoon blocks from like the 70s, 80s, 90s, all on YouTube now. You mean like with commercials, with like the commercials, recording from Saturday the morning entire and everything? Thing. Like oh. somebody transferred their VH. That's been my Saturday my, morning my routine whole now for is a while. Back. Yeah. You get the Chuck Wagon commercial and the, you know, the Nerf Blaster and everything. So, all right. I, yeah, not, that sounds like fun. Uh, David, thanks so much for the update. 556 here on News Radio 923. Oh. <laughs> Oh my God! This Wendy's surge pricing was the dumbest thing they have ever done. It's amazing the blowback on this. They're now pretending it didn't even happen. Y'all misunderstood us. How dare you think with your ears and your eyes what we actually said? <laughs> no, they're trying to gaslight everybody and say, "Well, some media reports misunderstood what we were trying to do." Bull! You wanted to put a hunger tax on food, right? You wanted to put a lunch and dinner premium. You know, on a eat when people are hungry sur- surcharge. That's what you wanted to do, and don't don't shy away from it now. Okay, so they've now said, "Oh, we're not doing that. We never meant to do that. Nobody saw anything. You can't prove it." Burger King, this is funny. Burger King has now come out and said, "Hey, look, if you're hungry, come eat at Burger King. We won't discriminate against you on the basis of when you choose to eat." I mean, they haven't said that, but that's the implication. We we don't believe in charging guests more when they're hungry. <laughs> that's what Burger King wrote. Uh, surge pricing? Well, that's new. Good thing the only thing surging at BK is our flame. Anyway, um, but here's what they're actually doing. At BK, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and today, if you use the app and you order anything worth $3 or more, 
Go in the offers section, like the deals section, and click on a free Whopper. So they're giving away. I, I got one for my wife yesterday because she likes Burger King. She likes McDonald's better, but she likes Burger King. And she likes Wendy's, but, you know, not so much recently. And uh, so, yeah, it's super easy. I mean, if you buy a large fry, it's basically buy a large fry is like three twenty nine. Buy a large fry, get a Whopper for free today. So, David, you look happy about this. Or are you upset you didn't know about it yesterday? No, they're pulling me in is what's happening here. Oh, no, it's good. It, but they're, you do have to I, have I, the app. But still, if you download the app, it's very easy to use. And you will have to pay via the app. I keep trying to get away from eating fast food, and they just they suck me back in. It is hard to say no to free Whopper. They can't. It's, it's <laughs> impossible. <laughs> the wh- <laughs> David, thanks. Oh, man. So, anyway, there you go. That's my uh, – my, so – Burger King and Wendy's. Burger King is absolutely winning the PR war right now, and Wendy's, I would think, would be basically firing their whole marketing team. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> there you go. Four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. The transgressor ceremony comes up in about uh, twenty minutes. You'll have uh, fun with that. We talk to Alex Andrade next hour about what uh, Florida is and isn't doing as we go into the last week of session next week. Uh, and David will have your local news coming up after Fox. Local news every hour and breaking news when it matters most. News Radio 92.3, WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.